Welcome to Season 4 of Trying Our Best, a mother-daughter pop culture podcast. Hello, I am Michelle. And I'm Ayla. And today we're talking about Season 4, Episode... Eight. Good, good memory. Eight. Eight. <laughs> Eight. Of... The Good Place. We're nearing the very end of this show, and this this episode definitely takes a turn. It's kind of the center point of this particular season, and it gives us the answer to the question that we've been gearing up to for the entire show. So we're really excited to dig into it. So where we left off, the the experiment had ended, and we don't know if they won or lost and we still don't know because the humans aren't allowed to know only demons and immortals and stuff so the humans are just waiting to see if they live or die and if humanity is saved and stuff and stuff or not so that's that's fun so this episode does, logistically, it jumps back and forth between the humans throwing themselves funerals to distract themselves from the fact that the entire fate of the all of humanity hangs in the balance of the work that they did and that they don't get to know how the results are being weighed. And then in the actual courtroom where the judge is explaining her ruling. And so we're moving back and forth between those two. And what we're really going to focus on today is that ruling and then what comes after it. So, Michael is making his statement to see if the humans actually did get better. Simone gained 12 goodness points. Percent. Percent. 12% better. Yes. Um, Chidi got 26% better. And John got 44% better. And, I mean, he kind of sucked, so that's good. And Brent lost one point. One percent. One percent. So, I mean, you might look at those numbers and be like, well, obviously, three of the people out of the four in the experiment got significantly better, but the argument is that it had to be an overwhelming success and that Brent getting actually a little bit worse through the experiment suggests that the claim that humans just need time and support to improve is not entirely true. So there's a debate about this. The judge is hearing out arguments from Michael on one side and from Sean on the other. And Sean's argument is basically like, look, there's no evidence that giving love and support to humans is going to make them better. Brent had every opportunity to get better and he still got worse. So why should we upend everything that we do on the basis of these results? Um, so then Sean's like, haha, looks like you lost Michael. And Michael says, no, because there's four humans on Earth that they helped be better. Camilla, Tahani's sister, Donna Shellstrop, Eleanor's mom, Patricia, uh, Donna's daughter, and Pillboy, Jason's dad, is that right? No, they couldn't help his dad. Remember, his dad was beyond help and ended up going to prison. But Pillboy, they got, remember they told him they were space, space pirates? Space something and told him he wasn't allowed to do crime anymore. Time traveling... Time travelers from NASA? I can't remember exactly what they told him. They told him something ridiculous. So he turned his life around and started really helping people and working in um, a nursing home and really taking care of people. And uh, he, he, Camilla started a scholarship in Tahani's name and sent many women to college. 213, I think. Good memory. And Eleanor's mom 
started doing homework with Patricia every day and learned multiplication from Patricia. So we got to see that the support that the humans gave when they were still on Earth back in the original experiment, that that support really did make a difference. And so Michael makes the argument that people improve when they get external love and support. And then he says, how can we hold it against them when they don't, when they don't have those things? So I think we should stop and talk about that. Is it their fault if they don't get the love and support that they need to become better? I mean, I I don't have all of the studies in front of me right now. I don't know if you could even get all of the studies that suggest this. But there is a lot of evidence from many different fields that say that people do better when they have the support and opportunities to do better. So I don't think that what Michael's saying here is limited to this fictional world of the Good Place television show. We have real evidence that people who get the love and support to do well tend to have better outcomes in life. So I feel like... like for example, Jason, he wasn't raised in the best environment. Um, he said that his mom, like, died of cancer when he was, like, very young. And his life was kind of trashy. So was Eleanor's. And they didn't turn out to be the best people. And I think that Chidi got a lot of, like, attention and a lot of help. And, I mean... He still ended up in a bad place because he made a lot of people miserable, but he tried. Well, and I think that the one character that really kind of throws an obstacle into this argument is Brent because Brent did have a lot of privileges in his life, right? He had a lot of money. He kind of inherited his job without having to really work for it. And so... I, there's also an argument that people who go through struggles, that go through hard times, have a deeper appreciation for what they have. And I think that those two arguments sound like they're opposites, but there are some ways that they can kind of coexist. So I think that if you go through tough things, you will be stronger, but it's a lot easier to be stronger when you have love and support. Like Eleanor, she didn't trust anyone. She wouldn't even do nice things for people because she didn't want to like owe them something. And she hated it, like, when, like, going to that girl's birthday party, she didn't want to make her a cake because then the girl wouldn't have to owe her. And if the girl made her a cake for her birthday, then she wouldn't have to owe her either. So it was kind of this, just this thing because she hated owing. And I think taking away from something you just said, Ayla, it's not about having an easy life. It's about having support. So you can go through really hard situations, but as long as you have love and support from some people while you're doing that, you're more likely to be able to make good choices. But if you are completely isolated, or if you live in a world where you have people around you who do not love and support you, then you're less likely to be able to make those good choices. And that's kind of why we saw Eleanor pushing everyone away from her, because the lesson she learned from her parents was that other people are just an obligation that don't give back to you, that don't give you the love and support that you need. So they were talking about how, like, Brent got worse, but they actually looked at a score and he did get a little bit better. So... As you can see, he got negative 1% on his scores. Overall. Overall. But um, but at the very end, right before the experiment ended, what was he, do you remember from last episode what was about to happen? He was saying something that sounded a lot like 
sorry to Chidi, which is a word we have never heard him say before. Or unless he's saying, I'm sorry that you are not as good as me because I'm amazing because that's the kind of thing Brent says. Yeah, and so he was about to sincerely apologize and we see that his score spiked way, 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 way up. So he had gotten way worse during the experiment. And as we know, they didn't really know how to handle him. They were kind of catering him and babying him and at the very end, they sort of showed him some tough love and it looked like that strategy might have worked if they had just had a little more time. But they cut him off before he could say sorry. They cut him off before he could really reflect on what that apology meant. And he ended up with a negative 1% overall. But words do have to go through your brain before you say them. That's how processing works. So if Brent was going to say he was sorry, then he would have had to think at first, which means the points would still be there. So I would argue, and I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm not the creator of this show, and I'm not in Brent's fictional mind. But I would argue that just saying sorry is not the end of an improvement because of an apology. That apologizing to the other person is the first step, and then Brent would have had to go on and reflect reflected on what did he do wrong and make actual changes to his behavior and that was the piece he didn't get the opportunity to do because they ran out of time so the judge has made her decision she knows what to do but she wants the humans to be there for it so eleanor tahani and jason and janet all go there and judge says michael you said that the point system was unfair and that it was broken. And you're right. You won. We have to fix this. Which seems like a really major turning point in a show that the entire premise has been, oh my goodness, the good place is broken. And here they are. They've won. But what did they win? Ayla, what is the judge going to do about it? Start Earth over. So they're going to kill all of the humans, including the ones in the afterlife, which means Chidi, Eleanor, Tahani, Jason, everyone in the entire world. They're just going to start the universe over. Like, we're going to have to learn how to make fire again, and we're going to have to, like, build all of our buildings again. Worse than that, we might not even evolve into humans. We're going back to, like, single-cell organisms. We might never even actually evolve. We might Humanity may never exist in this timeline. But we might not have baby teeth. Baby teeth are disgusting. They just fall out and adult teeth grow on the same hole. It's gross. But that's still not great because Eleanor, Dahoney, Jason, Chidi, and all those people worked so hard just so they could die. So obviously this is not what they wanted. So the judge asked them, well, what did you expect? And they're like, I don't know, you tweaked the point system a little bit. And she said, no, you've shown me that life is too complicated for that. So they are desperate to figure out how to stop this. And the earth and uh, the judge is about to erase the earth. And then who saves the day? So then the judge finally found her world erase button. And she's about to push it when, ding, Janet yanks it out of her hand and into Janet's void. And the judge is like, what? Do you want? Fine. I'll just search your void, and I will take it. And then they're like, oh, no. We didn't think about that. The entire world's going to be erased. And then the judge says, it's not in your void. Where is it? And then bad Janet walks in and says, it's not in good Janet's void, because it's in mine. Bam, bam, bam. 
that manifesto that Michael wrote several episodes ago. I think it's been, that was how this season opened was with Bad Janet in prison from trying to interfere, right? Yeah. And and so it worked. Michael convinced her that she was on the wrong side of history, that she needed to help support this. She said, look, humans suck, but it's not their fault. And now they have enlisted all of the different iterations of Janet to help them hide the Earth Destroyer thingy from the judge. Oh, but Janet made it very clear that she's not all goody two-shoes because she still wiped the pages. She, she still wiped her butt with the pages. So she's not she's not all for it. So this brings us to a huge dilemma for our Soul Squad. They have mere minutes. They estimate maybe 45 minutes at most to figure out a completely different solution for everything, for bringing the, bringing, getting to keep humanity around. And they can't come up with a plan. They have no idea. They basically have to rewrite the whole afterlife. But Eleanor has an idea. What does she want to do? So they asked the Good Place Committee, they didn't really want to do anything because there was no way to do it nicely. So there was only one other option. Chidi, the good moral guy. And Michael says that you want to cram Chidi with 800 versions of himself. The guy who can't even make a decision. He, he couldn't even decide which seat to sit in in class. And he wants to tell him that there's 45 minutes, roughly, to save humanity. So Eleanor has no idea if it'll work, but she says it's their only option. And that brings us to our question of the day. Is it right to wake Chidi up and put all of this pressure on him to save humanity as a last-ditch effort? Is that right ethically to do? So pause the podcast, think about it, talk about it, maybe even write about it, and then come back. So welcome back, and I I think that it is not ethically right to put that kind of pressure on Chidi, but the pressure is kind of on everyone right now, because the judge wants to destroy the world. I don't, I mean, honestly, would it be so bad if the judge destroyed the world? Because they wouldn't feel any pain because they'd be dead. I mean, I guess we don't really know what would happen in, like, the afterlife of afterlives. But I feel like it would not be that bad. I really like the way you're framing this question because, at least for Chidi, it wouldn't be anything new. Because right now, he's he's already unconscious. He's not part of the conscious world because they already have him frozen. So if all of humanity gets erased without ever waking him up, he'll never even know the results of the experiment. He'll never even know. I mean, again, like you said, we don't know what the afterlife for the afterlife is, but I'm assuming that they are just truly erased. And so is it kinder to just let him be erased without ever knowing all of those memories and ever knowing that he was somehow responsible for this experiment because all he knows right now the the last iteration of him before he got put into a frozen state was that he was a human 
um, who was in what was called the afterlife for him and that he found out it was some kind of weird experiment. So that's all that he knows. He doesn't know he was ever in love with Eleanor. He doesn't know that he was part of the that experiment before he voluntarily gave up his memories. None of that exists. So would it be kinder just to let him get erased without putting all of that back on him? But we can't just change the show. That's not what happened. It's... They're gonna, they have to decide, are they gonna wake Chidi up or are they gonna leave him asleep? And I think one of the questions we're dancing around here is that even if it would be kinder, even if they're pretty sure that it's gonna fail and that it's just waking Chidi up to put all of this pressure on him so that he can watch them fail, that's not necessarily the same question about what's ethical. So just because something is kind doesn't necessarily mean it is the right thing to do. And maybe sometimes the right thing to do is also one that is hard, even for the other person but also if there's like an afterlife of the afterlife where they all coexist together or something then they're gonna keep their memories like Eleanor and Tahani and Jason are gonna know that they failed and they're gonna know that they're they're gonna live with that regret for all of eternity knowing that I don't think they're gonna live anywhere for all of eternity I think erased is erased I think they're just gonna be gone well I guess we'll find out next episode. There you have it. Come back and we will be discussing episode nine of season four to find out if they do wake Chidi up. Spoiler, of course, they're going to wake Chidi up and figure out what happens. Can they still save all of humanity?